Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash artofman and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way, we can bring on advertisers you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash artofman, A-R-T-O-F-M-A-N, podsurvey.com slash artofman. Thanks for your help. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. Now, men today face a variety of challenges and personal struggles. Many feel that their life is empty, their relationships with women hurting, and that they just don't have any control over their lives. What steps can a man take to turn their life around? How can they start feeling like the man they've always wanted to be? Well, our guest today is in the business of helping men find the answer to these questions. His name is Wayne Levine, and many of you might be familiar with some of his work here on the Art of Manliness website. Wayne is the founder and director of the West Coast Men's Center, where he coaches and mentors men and facilitates men's groups. He's also the author of the book, Hold On to Your Nuts, The Relationship Guide for Men. And he earned his master's in clinical psychology from Antioch University in Los Angeles. And Wayne lives in Oak Park, California with his wife of 25 years. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brett. Well, it's, it's good speaking to you again. And uh, so, Wayne, men's coaching, tell us a little bit how you got involved with working with men. I got involved with men at a time when I had no men in my life, except for the guys who I was working with and some of my employees. And one of my guys said, hey, you should come to this open house we're having. And I knew that he had something to do with some sort of men's group, but I didn't have any details. So I went to this open house that these guys were having. And I gathered in this hall with like 40 or 50 men, and we started off by playing war ball inside this place, and it was insane. What's war ball? War ball is like dodgeball inside with more than one ball. (laughs) Just (laughs) crazy, right? Yeah. So balls are flying all over the place, you know, off the walls, and um, then they, they start talking about some issues that are going on amongst the men. And I... You know, I heard them talking in a way that I had never heard men talking before. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember any of the specific content. This was a long time ago now, in the early 90s. But I thought, I don't know what's going on here, but I want some of this. And all of a sudden that night, I could feel that there was some solution to this problem that I'd been carrying, and this cyclical feeling I would have of missing something this isolation. I had a wife and I had two little kids and everything was fine and a business, but I, I was lonely oftentimes. Um, I didn't have guys to hang out with and I could just see guys on the other side of the street working in their garages thinking, how come I'm not with them? What's, what's going on? So it began this journey where I, I did a men's weekend, was involved with these guys for a long time and learned about myself learned what it meant for me to be a man in the company of these other guys and it 
put me on this path that now that's what I'm doing all the time. And it's pretty remarkable because uh, back in when I was 32, 33, I had no close relationships with men. And, you know, now I've got more than I know what to do with. Fantastic. So, Wayne, how is exactly what you do different from traditional therapy? You say you're not a therapist, but you're a, a counselor or a coach. What's the difference? Well, uh, I went to school to get my master's in clinical psych, and the, the plan was to become a marriage family therapist. When I went to school, uh, I found out pretty quickly that I that being a therapist may not be the, the thing I wanted to do because I found that they weren't teaching me anything about men. None of the students were learning anything specifically about the needs of men, and we were learning about every population out there, young, old, of color, gay, lesbian, everyone had attention given to them except men. And so it became clear that uh, I needed to find another way of sort of presenting myself. So although I was very close to becoming a licensed therapist, I decided not to. And one of the, one of the other reasons I didn't do that is because there are very strict rules, uh, especially in California, um, around what therapists can and cannot do. And one of the things we can't, therapists can't do is have dual relationships with their patients, uh, meaning that the only relationship that I can have with you is, is therapist-patient. That's it. But my uh, original uh, vision was to build a community of men of which I was a part. So I had no interest in having patients. I just wanted to work with men. And uh, so it, w it was a whole different way of looking at it. And and so far, uh, the guys in this area are responding to that. And, and a lot of these men who've come for help have become friends. And they've become, they were volunteers on, on the men's weekends that we do. And we're doing things together. And we're building community. And we're doing things with our families together. So it's, it has nothing to do with therapy. It has nothing to do with the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's just guys getting together and taking care of each other. Fantastic. You, you mentioned that... Um when you were going to school, that there wasn't a lot of stuff out there in the textbooks or in the classes on men's issues. I mean, so how did you find out, you know, how do you, how did you learn how to deal with men? Apart from being a man, um, yes. in your own experience, what did you do to, to kind of create, you know, find out how to, how to deal with men? Well, I, I think that looking back now, I can see that this has been my spiritual journey. I mean, I'm, I'm doing my higher purpose work now. So there was something that was driving me that was sort of out of my control, I think, the whole time. I, you know, my father died when I was nine, so I grew up without a father. And it's fairly ironic to see that I am now father to many men. And I've been looking for that all my life, and I think that that search for father led me on this search to take care of myself, to figure out what it means to be fathered what I was missing. And after I did the men's work uh, the, the weekend and I was involved with these guys for a couple of years, I learned a lot of tools. I saw hundreds of men dealing with their issues, and I learned how they were being helped to find the truth to commitment to being held accountable with these other men. And that's really where I got my chops. And then, of course, I read you know all the all the books out there from the '90s about men's work and mm -hmm. uh, communities of men, and um, and and then I think really I, I rely mostly on my own experiences, and I figured whatever helped me 
will probably help a lot of other men because as special as I once thought I was, uh, through this work I've realized that I'm not so special. Uh, I'm very much like the other guys. The details of my life are uniquely mine, but uh, we can get we get distracted by the details, and for the most part, I think 95%, we, uh, we all respond to the same things because we have a lot of the same needs. I imagine you've seen hundreds and maybe even thousands of men with your work. What are some of the biggest problems that you see facing men today that reoccur in the people that you meet with? Right. I, I, I work with men, but I also work with couples. I work with women and fathers and sons, and so I've, I've gotten a pretty comprehensive view of what's going on for the guys. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is isolation. Men are isolated from each other. Uh, they're, they're isolated from each other nowadays because of career, because of geography, because of the internet, uh, because our culture uh, doesn't support us to get together. And a lot of the places where men used to gather are no, no longer exist. We're isolated because uh, we are taught that we need to do things by ourselves, and we have very distorted views of what it is to be a man. So guys are isolated by their confusion and by their shame and uh, their uh, the sense of weakness that uh, asking for help is some, somehow unmanly. So uh, the best thing that happens in circles like ours at Better Men is that we bring the men together. I mean, if you just bring men together, you're more than halfway there. So all the, all the groups and churches and temples and everywhere where they're getting together, that is the most important step. So um, why, are, why are male relationships so important? You, you seem like you've been uh, talking about this a lot. Why, why, why is that so important? Well, uh, men these days are highly feminized, which means that we view the world through our mother's eyes, through women's eyes, uh, and that that happens because of what happens in our families. It happens because of what uh, mass media presents us with. And because, as boys, a lot of us are not, did not have and continue not, to not have enough masculine influence in our lives, we're feminized. And so one of the things that we need is to be initiated into manhood. Now, that initiation used to happen just naturally back in the day and 18, up until the 1800s and, and, and the Industrial Revolution, boys were brought up by men. They were raised by the men. Men were close to home. Uh, the boys were taught trades. They were taught what was expected of them as men in their community by their fathers and uncles and grandfathers and brothers and neighbors. When men started going off to work, the women started raising the boys. And I think that's where the, the imbalance began. So we cannot learn how to be the best men we can be unless we're in the company of other men. That makes sense? Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. We're going to take a quick break for your words from our sponsors. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a thoroughly modern design. The exterior has been reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions. Durability has been tested to the extreme, cargo capacity means more room for your gear, and there's been powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system that keeps you connected. 
Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering, and the Defender is ready for a wide range of adventures. The Defender family features two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. That's LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. And now back to the show. So um, you talk about you, you have these men's groups. Um, what do you do? You know, you say like getting getting a group of men together is half the battle. Yes. Uh, what's the second half? Well, um, in our groups, um, I, I facilitate them. And so uh, we check in and um, we find out quickly what's going on with the men. And I, I father the men. I teach the men a certain way of asking tough questions, holding each other accountable, um, minimizing the advice, and just finding out what's going on with the man. And what happens is now the other men learn how to do that. And so we start um, feeling more comfortable in the company of men. We start opening up to help, whatever it looks like. We start growing comfortable with trusting our own guts, which is something most men get to a point where they're not trusting their instincts anymore, and so it takes time to start trusting what's going on inside of us. So being with the men helps us to work all that out. And you know what we say all the time is how you show up here, meaning in our circle of men, is really how you're showing up everywhere. So all the things that you do that sort of tear your relationship down, all the things that you're doing that aren't working with your kids, all the problems in your life will eventually show up in the circle of men and we can respond to it and you can get honest feedback and then you can get some ideas on how to change it and be that man and husband and father that you would like to be. Hmm. And apart from the isolation that you, that a lot of men are facing these days and not being initiated into to manhood, um, what are some other problems that, that you see men are facing these days? Well, the, the one of the biggest issues that we, we're dealing with all the time is the subject of the book. Uh, that I wrote, and it's a, a relationship manual for men. So men, uh, in the, for the most part, they don't have the tools they need to um, be the men they want to be in their long-term relationships. Um, whatever they learned from their mom and dads uh, in terms of what it means to be a man, what a relationship or a marriage looks like, um, a lot of us didn't see very good examples. And so we go out in the world, and we just keep repeating it. Um, as much as a lot of men w would prefer not being like their fathers, they end up being like their fathers. Um, and so we, we teach tools um, for them to understand how to behave with their women, how to take care of their women without compromising who they are. Um, so a lot of, obviously, a lot of our time is spent dealing with that, that main relationship. Yeah. It, going back to the, the, to the initiation, um, you know, you talked about how it happened naturally, and we've talked about that on our own site, about rites of passage that yeah. used to happen naturally. So what can, what can men do now to be initiated into manhood? Because, you know, a lot of men don't go to church where there's usually lots of different types of rites of passages where boys come into men. Um, yeah. Lots of men aren't joining up, you know, fraternal organizations where there was once a rite of passage. So what do we do now? 
Right. Well, a lot of what happens, a lot of the ceremony that happens in, re- in organized religion really has very little to do with manhood. I mean, it's more these days about the party and um, uh, comparing, keeping up with the Joneses, especially in the Jewish community with bar mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it's really um, empty. What what the, what men could do now is that there are men's weekends and there are retreats offered all over. Mankind Project has a weekend, uh, betterman.org, we have our weekend. Uh, Sterling Men's Weekends is still going on. There are a lot of guys out there who are doing things. And at these initiation, these initiatory weekends, you're, it's the beginning of an initiation process. It's obviously, it's, it's only, you know, 24, 48, or 72 hours. It's not like the old tribal initiations where the boys are taken out for weeks or months at a time and they're really put through the paces, you know. And, um, but it's the beginning. Uh, and I think that what what men need to know is that they can be initiated into manhood. They can feel very differently about themselves as men, but they have to be committed for for really for the rest of their lives. They have to be committed to this journey of learning because once you're 30, 40, 50 years old, it takes real effort to learn new behaviors and to see yourself differently and to be consistent so that the rest of the world responds to you differently. So doing a men's weekend, being in a men's group, doing reading, uh, reaching out to the men in your life, revealing yourself, opening up, telling the truth, and you know, getting past the shame that there's really anything inside of you that should not be explored and that cannot be uh, shared with another man who is on the same path. Excellent. So we, we talked a little bit about some of the problems that our men are facing. We have isolation and just problems in general with, with relationships with women. What are some things that men can do today, you know, right away to start turning their life around? Well, uh, you know, I, at the risk of repeating myself, it's uh, looking for the relationships they already have with men and, and deepening them. Going to your father and, and thanking him for doing a great job and for helping to make you a success and being with him on his terms and getting help to um, to let go of the anger. And so counseling, you know, counseling is good. So guys need to do that, but I would really encourage men to look for male counselors. And those male counselors need to be men who've done their own work and that are really firmly planted in their masculinity. I think it's a real trap for men to go to women counselors. I think um, that men need men, uh, and so we need to fight for that. So. Um, and I think that um, those guys who are fathers uh, spend time with your sons. You are being an example to them in everything you do, every day. And so get, getting together with other men who have boys your age, going out and having fun, and opening up, and uh, putting into practice, and you know, making some of those changes, and being that father that you wished you had, I think that's another good thing that can happen. Definitely. So Wayne, just from your experience dealing with men, what are some kind of characteristics that men have who've been initiated into manhood? I mean, is there, is there something like defining characteristics you can look at that man and say, that man is comfortable with his masculinity and he's, he, huh. he is a man? Well, I think, that, I think that we innately feel that when we're in the presence of a fully realized man. And you're with somebody and you're like, I want to be like that guy. Or I want to. I like being around this guy. 
so what are the qualities of those men that you really like being around? Well, they listen. They're not fully in their egos. They understand commitment. You can count on them. Their word means something. They understand the differences between men and women. Um, and they don't treat you like a woman. And they don't treat their women like men. Uh, those are just some of the things off the top of my head. You know, that's a really important sort of notion of treating men like men. We're not brought up understanding that. Now, as boys, if we're left alone, boys will treat boys like boys. They get it. Mm-hmm. And they'll treat girls very differently. But somehow that gets lost along the way. And the way we deal with each other as men can be fantastic. And I think a lot of that's lost these days, you know, because we, we have to treat everyone the same. You know, there's no difference. This deconstruction of gender is just appalling to me. Yeah. And, and usually and, and, it means like treating everyone like a woman. That's what I, I mean. Well, more so, of course. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Punch a woman in the arm and say, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Right? But so, for men, it's okay to do that sometimes. Right? There are things that we do as men, there's stupid things that we do as men that we need to do that would be ridiculous for women to be involved with. Like, I can't give you details, but we do some of that on our weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, if my wife could see the, the idiocy on our men's weekend, um, you know. But she, she, has a, she has an understanding of that. She knows that we're very different. And she doesn't care what I do uh, as long as I'm happy doing it. Yeah. And I think good women all over uh, feel that way and, and want to support their men that way. Especially if they see the results in their in their own lives and the relationship they have with their their man. That's all that matters. And so healthy women, that's all they care about. Those women who are just busting balls because they're so insecure, they don't do. They're not doing their men any good. And of course, it's an indication that the men are not taking care of their women either. But as I'm working with women more and more, I've got some women's groups going on, and I have a feeling I'll have more women that I'll know what to do with soon. They, they need to learn a few tools about how to not bust their men's balls and what it really means to support them because it's, it's very difficult for the men to get over these wounds, especially the father wound that we deal with. And so we all have something to learn. Definitely. Well, Wayne, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us. It was very interesting, and hopefully we all learned something and take something from this. Right on. Well, you know, I, I appreciate talking to you and, and uh, your audience, the guys that uh, are, uh, men and women are of manliness are terrific. And when I've done writings and gotten their comments, and it's always been a, a great dialogue. So I, I appreciate what you're doing. Well, thank you, Wayne. Our guest today is Wayne Levine. Wayne is the founder of BetterMen.org, where he coaches and mentors men and facilitates in men's groups. If you'd like to find out more about Wayne and his work, check out BetterMen.org. That wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check back at the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And remember, we got a book on sale too. It's the Art of Manliness, Classic Skills and Manners for the Modern Man. You can find it at amazon.com or any other major bookstore. And for more information about the book, check out the website at artofmanliness.com slash the book. And until next week, stay manly.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.